Turning redundancy into an opportunity to follow your passions and staying determined in the face of challenges can be hard at such an uncertain time, but that is exactly what one thriving Guernsey entrepreneur has done. Hi, you're listening to the Rise and Shine podcast. I'm Nicole Bromley, host of the Rise and Shine Breakfast Networking Club in Guernsey, where networking is fun and connections are made. In these episodes, we'll be hearing from guest speakers at our latest networking events on a variety of topical business issues and finding out about future guest speakers. If you enjoy listening, please subscribe to this podcast. In today's episode of the Rise and Shine podcast, we'll be hearing from Tim Longley, who shared how he built up his successful photography, baking and creative businesses as our guest speaker at our July event. Let's hear a snippet from Tim's talk. Yeah, got the phone call. You're going to be made redundant. Oh, gosh. Okay. And um, on the 13th of, uh, 13th of July, um, the phone call came in. Yeah, today is your last day. Thanks very much, blah, blah, blah. And I... And I, I just remember my, my wife was a teacher, she was at work, and I, I burst into tears. And my son, who was nine or 10 at the time, something like that, 11, and my daughter was about nine, uh, they came and said, don't worry, Daddy, you'll think of something. And I was like, whoa, whoa, okay. And, I, and do you know what? I thought to myself, you're right, I will. And so I had, about a, had a, a down, down moment for about an hour of it and then actually right, just get with life come on you've got to pay a mortgage you've got to look after thing. and that was it it's just just go 100 miles an hour anything else that you can think of and that's when i thought well what do i already know well i know photography okay i can wrap photography oh hold on a second we're in covid i can't photograph anything outside my front door that's what am i going to do okay well we're bubbles and friends okay so then i know we i could we'll, we'll do we'll think of some things that we could do and everything with that but Photography was my main thing. I knew that that was going to pay my mortgage. So I started making a plan of how I could do photography. Well, people still need product photography. And so there was jewelers over here that still needed to sell things. So I got in contact with some jewelers who delivered these amazing diamond rings to my house. It's amazing. I sold them a lot on eBay. Um, no, <clears throat> and I started um, photographing those in my attic, created a little studio just to start bringing a bit of money in to make sure that things were doing. Then I thought, well, actually, when we come out of COVID, what was it I did that at Specsavers that I loved? Oh, I loved people. I loved photographing people and making people real rather than models. And so I started going to businesses and saying to them, I want to photograph your people in your business, but not in the stuffy way where we stand or we sit and everything. I'm going to chat to them. And I'm going to chat to them for five minutes. I'm going to find out their stories, what their passions are, and photograph them while we talk. And you'll get real people, not lifestyle. It's like a real style of people. So I started formulating this plan about how I go out and do this. So I knew photography. I knew that photography would work. And actually, when people ask me now, everyone thinks I'm just a, I'll get into it. Everyone thinks I'm just a, I make cakes. I do make cakes. Um, and I spoke about it during a lot during lockdown. But I photograph every day. And two or three clients, I had three photo shoots yesterday for different clients. And, you know, every single day there is something. And I can't believe how blessed I am that there is this work that's coming. But I think it comes down to having cheekiness a little bit and going into places but having an energy and a drive that when you go in people go oh wasn't that fun because no one likes having their photo taken ollie all right <laughs> i like being on that side of the camera not this side um, so nobody really likes it and you just kind of go to yourself i get that so I'll, I'll formulate this plan so my son said to me yeah you can do it go for it and actually it was the push i needed but because of covid i couldn't go out to all those places straight away and we bubbled with some friends it was and it was their daughter's birthday and she said oh uh, 
Uncle Timmy, can you make me a cake? I'm like, I've made a cake before, I could probably make you a cake. What do you want? I like, I like these chocolate drip cakes. Have you seen them with all the chocolate out of the top of my... <laughs> yeah, not made one of them before I've made a Victoria sponge. I've won first prize, my four pounds in the North Show. Thank you very much. Um, well, yeah, okay, I'll make you one. Had a go. Every YouTube video came, oh, how do you make that? And it worked, as well. And then I th my, my son said to me, you could make a business out of that. And I went, do you know what? I could. He said, you could call it Kobo Bakes. And I was like, you're right. So that evening I made a logo. The next day I launched a business on Facebook. And, um, and I, there's a company, uh, a place in London called Peggy Porchat, who is just outside Victoria Station, who do the most amazing cupcakes. They cost £6.50 each, which is ridiculous. Um, but they're not ridiculous when you eat them because they are amazing. And I thought nobody in Guernsey brought this fresh flavour, this explosion in a, in a cupcake. So I thought, well, I'll do this. So I put some, made some cupcakes, put them on Facebook for free. And in fact, um, your sister-in-law, Helen, um, I went, I'll have one of them. So I, I delivered door to door these four cupcakes every day <laughs> of different flavours. And I said, they're free. Just tell me what you think of them. And they all came back and said, oh, amazing. They took photos. And, and before I knew it, I had a cupcake business. And Cobra Bakes had kind of gone a bit nuts. And then over, not nuts and everything because there's allergies, but, there's, um, but there is... Um, uh, over a nine-week period, I was then told I can't sell cakes um, and deliver anymore because of COVID. I'm like, okay, can I have a hedge box? I said to the lady on the phone. She said, well, in my opinion, cakes are not essential. And I put the phone down. I said to my wife, in her opinion, cakes are not essential. In my opinion, cakes are quite essential because people like cafes. So I, that night I went and uh, YouTube's how to do woodwork and created myself a hedge box. And... Um, and bit a hedge box on my, on my thing. And over the next nine weeks, I sold 10,000 cakes off my hedge. And, um, and every, every day I'd have a queue from my door, half an hour before the cakes went out, down the coast road, and five minutes every morning and every afternoon, 150 cakes would disappear in the morning, 150 in the afternoon. And then I'd go back and make it again and I'd do different flavours every day. And it just, don't know how, why. And it was through social media, through taking photos and just putting it up there. And, and actually I think it's just a case of a bit of self-belief that I can do this. I mean, then I had to do all my credentials to get my stars and everything as well, which was all fine. And I was doing it all by the hand mixer at that point. And then I bought myself a, a tabletop one and everything. So it, it grew out of nothing into this, this wonderful little cake business. And now I could make cakes every single day. There is enough business, but I say no, um, because photography is my true passion that I want to do. And I do cakes maybe once or, once or twice a month, you know, and that's, but it leads into, cakes are a lead into other bits of business as well. Rise and Shine podcast is sponsored by Copper, providing collaborative, simple and creative social media solutions to make your business flourish online. For more information, visit www.copper.gg. I pose this question to Tim. What was the best piece of advice you received after being made redundant and why? My son. Don't worry, Daddy. You'll think of something and it'll be amazing. Do you know what? Sometimes you, the, the words out of a mouth that you would not expect it to come from. You could go for business coaching or business advice from somebody, but actually from a family member or a friend could be something that is absolutely brilliant. It'd probably be uh, uh, Rodney Reed who said you are not redundant, you're available. Because I think, do you know what? Availability is just such a key. Um, but you can say no as well. Redundancy is horrible when you hear it, but actually sometimes it's a bit of a release and you've got to think to yourself, 
Would I have ever taken the step? No. And that's it. Thanks so much for listening. Next month, we'll be taking a break for the summer, but we will be back in September for our charity-focused event. Hearing from Joni Nettleship, the Development Manager at the Association of Guernsey Charities, who will be sharing details about her new role and what it means for the third sector over here in Guernsey. If you're based in Guernsey and would like to attend our next event, visit riseandshineguernsey.com to find out more information on how to book or subscribe to our newsletter. I look forward to rising and shining again with you soon. Rise and shine, where breakfast networking is fun and connections are made.